Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Brittany. We've talked a lot about books on this podcast, whether they're breakdowns of famous books or recommendations that we have, or even talking about certain ideas raised in popular books. We also recently did an episode about our New Year's resolutions, where we Mm -hmm. both talked about reading more as something that we want to do in 2022. So I thought maybe we could do a whole episode about why reading is so awesome and so important. Um, so to kind of start off, I loved reading as a kid, and I I would read pretty much anything that I could get my hands on, even if I didn't understand it or if it was a boring topic. Like my parents would always laugh because we would be, you know, laying down newspaper to do a project, and I would be reading these old newspapers <laughs> from like years ago just because I was like, I wonder what's in here. And I think maybe part of that was because my parents were not super big on us watching a lot of TV or like playing video games or anything like that. Not to be like, oh, back in my day, we definitely (laughs) enjoyed our shows and stuff, but we weren't allowed to do too much of that. So for me, reading was kind of a way to learn about the outside world, you know, learn about different topics. And I would get lost in books for days to the point where I would actually be sad when I finished them because I felt like I was saying goodbye to my friends or something. Um, But books, books have always been really magical to me. But as I got older and as school became more rigorous with tougher reading assignments and, you know, they would throw us these huge, dense books that didn't have a lot of interesting information, at least to me at the time, and it kind of took the fun out of it for me and it made it something that I didn't want to do on my own. I would do it because I had to do it. And this is something that I've actually had to overcome as an adult because that sort of that attitude sort of got stuck in my mind. And it's hard to go through school without reading a lot. Otherwise, you'd probably get pretty bad grades. But as an adult, you realize that that responsibility to learn and to to continually expand your horizons and learn about new things falls on you. And you have to motivate yourself to, to learn these new things and understand new topics and all of that through reading. And even just you know, even if you're reading fiction, it doesn't have to be something super, super dense or informative. I love reading a good fiction book every now and then because it, it actually helps my attention span. Sometimes I have a hard time focusing and I find that when I read a little bit every day, it almost exercises that part of my brain where I'm plugging in, I'm focusing on a certain thing and, and really getting into it. So all of that to say, I thought maybe Brittany and I could share some of the great things about reading that we wish we'd heard at a younger age, and then maybe talk about some of our favorite books. So Brittany, do you have, like, what's your story with reading? Have you always been a big reader? I know you do a ton of reading throughout the week. Yeah, no, that's a, that is a great question. And I want to, so how do we begin? So let's, I'm going to riff off something you said, and then I'll go back. Um, the, the high school and college thing was really hard for me because every time I loved reading, I've always loved mm-hmm. reading. The first books I remember really getting into were like Berenstein Bears were my favorite when I was really little. Oh, yes. And then Boxcar Children were oh, like those, those were, so were, good. were so good. And it was – I was incentivized because my mom would say, all right, every time you read one, we'll go to this. This is before the internet. I was going to say uh-huh. Amazon, but no, it was before the internet. <laughs> so every time I finished a book, we'd get to go – there was a place called Belmont Shore in California that was like 20 minutes from my house. And it had a lot of cute shops and like independent toy stores, like not like Toys R Us, but little ones. And every time I finished a boxcar children book, I got to go back to this fun little bookstore 
and get a new one. So it was this fun little tradition. And then as I got a little older, Babysitter's Club, and I've talked about this on the show a lot, and that's really what built my foundation of entrepreneurship was reading that. And the sad thing is then you get to high school and college Mm -hmm. and you stop loving to read because they're like, hey, read this book in a week. And for yeah. me, I've never been somebody who tries to speed read. I am somebody who like I want to take in every morsel mm-hmm. of the book. That means sometimes I blow through them in, in a couple days. There was one book called Five People You Meet in Heaven I read in a day. I just like blew through that one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes me a while, you know, because I don't want to – I don't want reading to become a chore. And I feel yeah. like high school and college made reading a chore for me instead of something yeah. I enjoy. But I did get books. Like Joy Luck Club was one I had to read in high school that I loved. Um, Great Gatsby is one I loved, a mm-hmm. book called My Antonia. So there were some books that I liked, but there were books that I'm like, why did I – like this is terrible. I hate everything. <laughs> um, but so I wanted – you said, you know, what are some positives? So I've talked about this a lot. My entire career has been based around storytelling, and I'm obsessed with storytelling mm-hmm in a way that like I can dissect. There's a lot of people who've written movies and they dissect like what makes a good story, what makes a good character. And as I've talked about a ton on this this show, everything in life is a hero's journey and we learn that way. Mm-hmm. We learn through storytelling. So fiction is great because you learn life lessons. It's not just like, oh, you're reading Absolutely. something that's fantasy, right? You're learning, you're watching somebody's hero's journey. You're watching them overcome obstacles and then you take that in your life and you can say, oh my goodness, I can do what they did. That's why people love the Bible. You know, it's it's a religious yeah. book, but it's also a story of heroes, you know, facing what's bad about them and then and then achieving, you know, like overcoming obstacles. So yeah. I am a big fan of reading. Um, I it's when I first got into economics and politics, I stopped reading fiction and I mm-hmm. got really annoying. I was like, I don't read fiction. Like fiction's <laughs> beneath me. I'm only gonna read economic text, you know, textbooks. Yeah. And as I've gotten older. I realized how important fiction was for the story storytelling angle. And even when I write about economics, it's good to have like everything I write, even if it's about politics, there's always a main character and there's always yeah. a hero, right? So yeah. that that's going to take place in everything. So, so yeah, I think fiction is really important. I love wizards and, and magic. So like, <laughs> I like to read a lot of those books. But um, yeah, so I am a big reader. I try to be reading books and listening to audiobooks. It's one of my favorite parts before I go to bed is just sitting down with a good book. Oh, same here. That's That's been something, a new habit I've tried to make. We talked about this again in the uh, the New Year's resolutions episode we did. But I've tried to not be on my phone for at least an hour before bed. Oh, and good. a lot of times my husband and I like to watch like a TV show or something before we go to bed. But we actually started reading instead. Or we would be like, we need to read at least this much before we watch a show today. And we'll find that once we settle in with our books, it's like, man, this is so to. fun. We don't want to watch anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is awesome. And I sleep better. And it's it's really become something that I have started to look forward to. And I love what you said about reading fiction. I've never really thought of it that way, but Jordan Peterson does talk a ton about the hero's journey and yep. sort of the things that we can learn through these stories. So that's that's a really cool way of looking at fiction is actually it's like an opportunity to learn from these stories. And yeah, even the Bible, there are all of these in, like crazy stories and characters and all these things you can learn. So that's pretty neat. Do you have like a reading routine other than, you know, just reading in the evenings? I know we've talked yes. about this briefly before, but I'm curious if it's changed at all or if you're like what that looks like for you. It switches. So I'm a big podcast girl and mm-hmm. I just blow, like plow through podcasts. But if I don't have one to listen to, which unfortunately hasn't happened lately, I feel like I have so much to catch up on then I find a new <laughs> podcast. But if I don't have a podcast, then I start my morning listening to an audiobook. 
Nice. So, and that one is usually a nonfiction audiobook on a topic I want to learn more about or something, you know, something like that. So I will do a nonfiction audiobook in the morning while I'm putting my makeup on and getting ready. Then I come home and I try to do, I am not as good as this as I used to be. I need to get better. So then I come home and I try to physically read like a non, another nonfiction mm-hmm. book of something I'm interested in. It's usually Carl Jung. I'm a big fan of Carl Jung. So I try to be reading a Carl Jung book all the time. So mm-hmm. I'll read like 10 pages of a Carl Jung book. And then I will sometimes either read another book, like 10 pages of another book, or I will listen to a fiction on audio as I fall asleep. So I set the audible yeah. has a great little timer. So like, yes, I'll say, it does. yes, I love it. So, and I usually do the Harry Potters or a fantasy book because I know them so well that I'm not missing yeah. anything if I fall asleep because I've read them all. That's so what times. I was going to ask about is what if you fall asleep and miss something in the book, but that I makes know. sense So then. I have read every Harry Potter book. I think we're going on 17 or 18 times, if not wow. more now. And so wow. I know them so well, but I always find something new. That's the fun thing though, is I always totally. find something new, but I set the timer for about 30 minutes. Sometimes I fall asleep. Sometimes I don't. Um, but it's always a book. The ones I fall asleep to are always the books I already know. I'm a big fan of the book called The Alchemist. I think it's great. I yeah. do that one a lot too. It's it's a short, good one I read once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, sorry, I'm getting, I get so excited about books. No, I, I love thing. hearing this. <laughs> I read The Count of Monte Cristo. There's different oh. versions because it's very big, but I read that once a year. So every That's year I have an annual such a good story. It's oh my so goodness. Good. I have been doing this since my senior year of high school and that was a very long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> 18 years ago. Um, so I've only missed a couple years here and there. I think during the pandemic, uh, there's a big portion where he's stuck in prison and that was too yeah. long during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. I read it. Um, but so I try to read that every single year and every single year I find something new. So that, I think that's fun. Yes. You can pick like one book and read it, you know, once a year. Absolutely. And I will say one thing. This might be a little bit controversial. I I would be very curious to hear if you agree with me, Brittany. Did, did you ever read those like abridged kids versions of the classics called, I think they were called Great Illustrated Classics. They had like- I didn't, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They have like, they all look the same. They've got like this really specific design. Um, But that was actually the first way I ever read The Count of Monte Cristo because- I was, gosh, I was pretty young. I want to say I was like eight or nine years old. We watched the movie and I loved the movie. And Which I was one? Like, the one with the wrong ending or the uh, old one? It was the old one. Yeah. Okay. And I I couldn't even tell you who was in it, but we watched it when I was pretty young and I loved it. And I was like, I really want to read this book. And I went to the bookstore and I was like, man, this is a really tough book. I don't know if I'm quite going to make my way oh, through this one Oh, and the unabridged one, one is like 3,000 pages. So it's I've never crazy. read that one. Yeah. yeah. So I found this awesome, basically kids abridged version. And that was how I first sort of learned from that story and was able to get through it and, and kind of take away from it. And I'm not going to say that the abridged versions of books are always, you know, the perfect substitute for reading the real thing. But if you, you know, depending on your reading level and where you're at, there are still ways to read these awesome fiction stories in these classic books. Um, like they have Pride and Prejudice. They have, what was the one where, uh, gosh, the guy gets stuck on the island. And what's the name of Wait. it? Gulliver's Travels. Is that it? I can't remember. Gulliver's Travels is the one where he like shrinks size and like goes on adventures. Stuck on the island. Goodness. Why can I not remember the name of it? There are all of these classic books though, like really, really amazing books and they make these abridged versions. So if you're on the younger side and you want to start learning from these stories, I highly recommend that you, I think they're just called Great Illustrated Classics or something like that. They're awesome. And you know, if you find a story that you really love and you want to try reading the real thing, 
you totally can, but they're easy to get through when you're when you're just getting into these sorts of things. Because I know sometimes these books can be dense. Yes. Um, but yeah, I gosh, a few of my favorites when I was a kid. This is pretty nerdy, but this was just like a tradition that I had. You talked about your your yearly read of Monte Cristo, Count of Monte Cristo. I would do once a year a Chronicles of Narnia marathon where I would read one of them every day and I would go through all seven in a week. It was like all I would do. I did it in the summer because I couldn't do it during school. Did you like eat snacks? Like did you have like a little like ritual with it? I had like a little corner that I would sit in and read these books and I only did it a couple of years, but I just was so obsessed with them. That was like my real – it felt like watching a movie or not even a movie because it would be this all-day thing. Did you do Deer Day in school when you were a kid? uh Uh-uh. What is that? So it stands for drop everything and read. But Deer Day is like once a year in school, an entire day was devoted to reading. So you could bring your sleeping bag, you could bring a pillow, and then like any book you wanted and you just spent all day reading. That's so so fun. One of my childhood classrooms, obviously childhood, I was in third grade. One of my teachers had in the back of the classroom – this old clawfoot bathtub and it had like pillows and blankets in it. That is so cute. And every day, one kid, it would be their turn to like do their independent reading in there and it would switch through throughout the month and I would look forward to my day like so much. It was like the best That's day ever so at school. Funny. I love that. So yeah, Chronicles of Narnia was a favorite for me. I loved the Wrinkle in Time series. I don't know if you've ever read those, Brittany. Those I were, know of them, but never read them. No. Those were really fun. It was kind of a similar vibe to Chronicles of Narnia, sort of like that, like fantasy, you know, not quite sci-fi, but just, I don't know, like very, very interesting storylines. And then I loved, this is probably my my all-time favorite was Little House on the Prairie. I was so obsessed with those books. I wanted to live their life. I wanted to be a homesteader. Like I would try making my own butter and bread and stuff (laughs) out of reading from those books. So absolutely loved those. And as an adult, I've kind of stayed with like the the classic fiction. I would call Lord of the Rings classic. I love that series and talk about the hero's journey and learning from storylines. That is the hero's journey. Frodo and Sam and all of the stuff that they go through and there's all of these rich, you know, backgrounds and storylines. And as far as nonfiction goes, I love, um, I love Malcolm Gladwell's books. I learned so much from him, interesting things about the world. There's tipping point, there's blink. Those are really cool books. If you're, if you're maybe on the older side and looking to get into more, um, nonfiction and, and kind of learning about how the world works (laughs) to reference our, our podcast name, uh, Freakonomics is another really good one where they talk about, you know, how the economy works and all of these crazy phenomenon and 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 stuff like that. So that's a really good one. But yeah, those those are some of my favorites. Any any other honorable mentions, Brittany, before we wrap it up here? Oh, there's just I'm putting many. you on the spot. I, uh, I love Russian <laughs> literature, but I don't know if that's very uplifting. Oh yeah, to read some Dostoevsky. But uh, you know, there's yeah. too many. There's too much to count. But find what makes you happy and read as much yes. of that as you can would be my my advice. Yes, totally. Follow your interests and just read about it and see read where Jordan it takes Peterson. you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there you go. Twelve rules. But awesome. All right, we will wrap it up here, guys. I will put a link to those great illustrated classics because I think they're so awesome. And we will talk to you all again soon. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.